Welcome to Kingdom Perspective Broadcast, the teaching ministry of Dr. David Ogaga. We believe that this message is going to open up the seals and cause you to have a deeper revelation into the Word of God that will make you see beyond the letters in the Word. Here is Dr. David. Gracious Lord, we thank you once again. We are here, God, for understanding wisdom and revelation. The instructions that will cause us to live in this life with your spirit and your guidance that will bring forth praise and glory unto you. As instrument you ordain your workmanship for the season and creation that we have. So grant us understanding. Grant us revelation. Speak to your people. Open their understanding as well. In Jesus' name. Amen. Praise God. Alright, so we're going to continue with Save by His Life, which is part number four. Save by His Life. Save by His Life. Hallelujah. Amen. Our main text is Romans 5, number 10. For if we, when we were enemies, Romans 5, verse number 10, were reconciled to God by the death of his son, much more being reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. Hallelujah. We shall be saved by his life. John chapter 1, verse number 1. John chapter 1, verse number 1. In the beginning was the world, and the world was with God, and the world was God. The same was in the beginning with God, and I want you to understand this. The same was in the beginning with God. Now, if you jump to verse 4, in him was life. And the life was the light of men. We touched that last week. But I want you to look at that word. In the beginning was the word. The word word is the Greek word logos. Logos is different from rhema. Faith comes by hearing. Romans 10, 17. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. The rhema. That is to say, what God instructs you about, which is part of the thing we're dealing with, which has to do with wisdom, is Rema. The Bible, as you see it, is Logos. Now, if God gives you a passage of scripture in your decision making, it becomes a Rema. That's revelation. And that revelation helps you to walk in faith. Because even if you want to doubt the situation, you can reference what God told you. That's why it is said, faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. And that's why I keep on emphasizing the reason and the need for you to study the word. Because most often God will pick the logos and make it drama for you. 
then you can walk in faith. Now, logos in the original Greek means something said, including the thoughts. Something said, including the thoughts. So, in the beginning was the logos. Something said, which includes the thoughts of God in the beginning. Meaning, the whole of Genesis chapter 1 is God's thoughts. And when you go to chapter 2, because you see, in Genesis chapter 1 it says, let's make my image after our likeness, let it have dominion. You read that, right? But when you go to chapter 2, verse number 7, it says, God formed man. The man that was formed and placed in the garden was in chapter 2. The thought of forming that man was in chapter 1. Now, you are not different from your thoughts. By implication, help me now. You can produce when you can think. You can get results based on your thinking. Therefore, the thoughts of God are the product of God through Christ, which is the word. Hallelujah. It means reasoning. It means mental faculty. It means a motive. And the beginning, God had the motive. And that motive is a shrine in Christ. Logos also mean the divine expression. That is Christ. Praise the living God. So in the beginning was the divine expression of God's thought through Christ. And so every other thing that was coming, understand something. There was a time when there was no time. So when you say in the beginning, time came into being. Now everything that was created came out of the thought of God, which is very much himself. Because you are not separate from your thoughts. Therefore Christ and God are one. Christ is the expression of the thoughts of God. And through that thought, every other thing was created. So go with me to Colossians 1, verse 13. He said, Who have delivered us from the power of darkness and have translated us into the kingdom of his dear son. In whom we have redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of sins. Who is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of every creature. The image of the invisible God. That is to say, God's thought was expressed into physical dimension. Meaning, thoughts are spirits. And out of that dimension, you can create whatever thing you're thinking of. Hallelujah. 
Now this is why you see God was speaking in Genesis 11. He said, listen, this thing that these people have determined to do shall not be impossible for them. The only way for me to get them not to continue with building this tower out to heaven is to confuse their language. So what about the you imagine which has to do with your thoughts could come to reality. Thoughts are spirit. Hallelujah. So now when you say he is the image of the invisible God, that means the thought of God was made into a shape called Christ that you can behold. By implication, when you see Christ, you can see what is the mind of God. <laughs> Are you following me? In beholding Christ, you can perceive what is in the mind of God. Somebody created this. Looking at this pulpit, we can see what was in the mind of the designer. Are you following me? This is the image of the invisible mind of the designer. And that was my, my thought. This is my thought. So you can behold what I was thinking because it is created. You can behold God seeing Christ visibly standing before you. Now, that visible Christ is now become you. So now you become the thoughts of God. I don't know if you're getting this. I'm doing some teaching this morning. Follow this. Christ is the image of the invisible God. Image is something you can behold, something you can see, something you can handle. John wrote. We've seen him, we've touched him, we, you understand that? We fellowship with him. But it was the thoughts of God that was made manifest. The thought descended into physical expression in a tangible form. Now that thought went back to God and it came back in an invisible expression to become you. Therefore now, you become the thoughts of God. And so Paul will say, you are our epistles. Are you getting this? Now, you have to understand something. That because he came from God, there was nothing impossible for him not to do. Because he was spirit in a tangible form. Now you are becoming spirit in a tangible form. Therefore, nothing shall be impossible for you to do. Are you catching this? I know it's a little bit difficult. But you have to follow. You know, in this place, we don't babysit people. We don't, we don't feed you with milk. We feed you with bones. Not evil flesh. Bones. So that your teeth can be strong enough. Are you following what I'm talking about? 
Scripture say he that useth make is, is unskillful in the words of righteousness. That is to say, he who cannot truly design what the reality of the word of God is, is unskillful. Hallelujah. I know it is, it is always good and is something better and attract a large crowd when we talk about prosperity, when we talk about, you know, maybe prophecy, whatever the case may be. I mean, for sure, good. But guess what? All of those people are still babies. They have no understanding about the things of God. They don't even know who they are. He said, what people don't understand is that in Exodus 19, when God said, you are a kingdom of priests, everybody in Israel was meant to hear from God. That is why it was a community of priests. The church ought to be a place where everybody can hear from God. By way of growth and development in the spirit dimension. It was Israel that said, don't talk to us, talk to Moses. So that Moses can talk to us. So it was in the mind of Israel that made prophetic ministry available. Otherwise everybody was a prophet. And you must come back to that place. I say you must come back to that place. Because the spirit is descending and shaping you into the quick can be seen from his presence. You came from his presence. The invisible God was made manifest. And Christ became the image of that invisible God. Hallelujah. Verse 16 says... For by him were all things created. Now guess what? The thoughts of God, through the thoughts of God, all things were what? Created. That's why I say your thought finally produces that which becomes tangible. For by him all things were created that are in heavens and that are in earth, visible and invisible. Whether they be thrones or dominion, principalities or powers, all things were created by him and for him. Give me this in Amplified Translation, just this verse. Hallelujah. For it was in him, you follow this, that all things were created in him. And sometimes we don't catch these things when you're reading the Bible. In him. Now watch this. If any man be in Christ, that means you come into the same environment from where all things were formed. For it was in him that all things were created in heaven and things seen on the earth, things unseen, where are thrones, dominion, rulers, authorities, all things were created and exist through him. That's what I want you to pick. By his service, intervention, and in him, and for him. Praise the living God. Are you with me? Now, let me shock you. 
to know where you are and to know who you are right now. Colossians 2 verse number 9. Amplified translation. Are you there with me? Colossians 2 verse number 9. For in him the whole fullness of deity what is deity? The Godhead continues to dwell in bodily form giving complete expression of the divine nature. The complete expression of the divine nature. Hallelujah. In bodily form, the thoughts of God, the mind of God was shaped that you cannot handle that which is the thought of God. And it said the deity which has to do with what? The Godhead. What is the Godhead? Go with me to verse 10. Mm-hmm. And you in him made full and having come to the fullness of life in Christ, you too are filled with what? The Godhead. The deity. What is the Godhead? Father, Son, and Holy Spirit is dwelling in you. Did you get that? <laughs> when you begin to say, let us make my image, this is the fullness. That God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit will not take residence in your life. So you become the expression of the invisible deity. That is what the church is meant to be. That is what the church is called to express. The invisible God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit are resident in your life because you are in Christ. This is why you must succeed in life. Because all things were created from the dimension of the invisible God. Who is now resident in your life. That's why you are his temple. Hallelujah. And he said, and have reached full spiritual stature. And he is the head of all rule, authority, dominion, angelic powers, whatever the case may be. All of that. What I want you to pick from that place is the fact that you right now, as you are looking at me, God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit are resident in your life. So you with God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit have become a family. And everything that was supposed to run through the family runs through you right now. Are you listening to me? Taking my time so that you can catch what I'm saying. <laughs> Praise God. So go with me to Isaiah 51, verse number 16. Very quickly. King James, Isaiah 51, verse number 16. 
I have put my words in thy mouth. And I have covered thee in the shadow of my hand. That I may plant the heavens. And lay the foundation of the earth. And say unto Zion. Thou art my people. Now means. There are some people. Who have received the word of God. Just like the prophets. Ought to receive the word. And speak to the people. To create the heavens. And the earth. Which has to do with the new heaven and the new earth. Which has to do with the church. Which has to do with God's people. That is why I said. Then Zion shall be called my people. By implication. Even as God said there was let there be light. Even as God said let the trees bring forth. Even as God said let the sea bring forth. It is now your turn. Hallelujah. To cause things to come into existence by what you say. When he said I've covered the in my in the shadow of my hand, it means I have absolute protection for you, no matter what is going on. No matter where you find yourself. I got protection for you. But I need you to create a new heaven and a new earth. By implication, if you want to change the atmosphere you are living in, you can speak it into creation. Because you are like God. Hallelujah. For being in him, the deity which is God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, help me now. Begin to reside in you. That you may create the heavens and the earth. And lay a new foundation by implication. You can change your course in life by the things you say. There is so much in the words that are in your mouth. Right now, if you understand what I'm talking about. That causes you to create the invisible becoming Visible. Don't forget, logos has to do with the thought and the motive. And be united with the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, your motive becomes divine, and you can bet your motive by what you say. Are you still with me? You see, God got the motive and said, Let there be light. So it's like saying for the first time, God saw light. When he said it, oh glory. The light emanated from within him for the very first time. You can create. He has called us to create. He's called the church to be a people that can create an environment for the world to live in. See, don't take your Christianity to be that of another religion. Become who God said you are. And who are you? You are a son of God. That means the attribute of the invisible God is supposed to be made manifest in your life and through you. For creation to experience a new heaven and a new earth. You create it. Remember what he said in the beginning. God said in Genesis chapter 1. Before he said, let it be like God created the heavens and yet. How many of you remember? And you know, say, I place the word now in your mother. You go and create. 
So I want to remind you that the environment you find yourself today that you don't, you don't seem to be enjoying, you can recreate it by what you say. Hallelujah. You can recreate that environment by what you say. Your words. That's why you don't talk anyhow. You, 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 you don't just talk anyhow. You know why? Because you ought to be somebody who says a thing and it comes to pass. So you don't talk anyhow. You don't use your words carelessly. Unless you don't have this consciousness within you. You see what Jesus said? The words that I speak unto you, they are spirits and they are life. That means they create. And don't forget, we live by his life, which has to do with the words that he speaks to us. By implication, God again is speaking us into existence, just like he spoke Jesus, if you will, into existence. For in the beginning was the word, that divine expression which is called Christ, was the Father in the beginning, until he better him through what he said. Praise the living God. Are we still here? So let's go down to a very simple dimension now. I'm bringing you down. We're now going to bet. Matthew chapter 5. And let's look at verse 13. Let's bet the things that we have discussed so far. Which has to do with my thoughts right now. Ye are. The salt of the earth is talking to the whole church, it's talking to you. But if the salt shall lose his evil, where we shall it be sorted? It is therefore good for nothing but to be cast out and to be trodden on the feet of men. Get something right here. Okay, take the next verse. Take the next verse. Ye are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden. Two things I want you to pick there. Number one, salt. Number two, light. Are you there? Go to the next verse. We'll discuss this. Neither do men light a candle or put it under a bushel but on a candlestick and give a light unto all that are in the house. Amen? By implication, Jesus is not intending you to be hidden. When the light came, it became the light of men. As he reproduced this light, you ought to become the light of men. By implication, if you step into an environment where there is darkness, light ought to come in. If people want darkness come around you, light ought to affect them. If men are suffering in darkness, your presence produces light. You are not meant to be hidden. And you shall not be hidden from today. Are you still with me? 
You know, sometimes we think we can only carry power when we fast and pray. There's nothing wrong with that. But let me give you an experience. When I was with the other ministry early times, we used to have deliverance day every Tuesday. About three pastors. So we go, I know those who come from deliverance and they do apportion the people to us. And one thing we used to do was to fast before we go. So I was on this fast and the Lord asked me a question. What are you fasting for? I said, for deliverance, time to go deliver the people and cast out devils. And he asked me, must you fast before you cast out the devil? I went to the kitchen to meet the madam of the house. I said, can you get me some food? And she said, today is fasting time. I said, madam, no, not for me today. I want to eat. And the woman brought the food and I ate. And I went to the hall. The old Sabbath church, that's where we're using I sat in my position and I brought three women to meet with me. And then I sat down and I asked them a question. The first one came, asked me a question. I mean, I asked a question. She explained. I just spoke where I was sitting down. Putting my finger, she went on the floor. I asked her to get up. She got up. She went back on the floor. Three times. Oscar to leave. She left. Was sitting down. But the three people attended to that day, they never stood up from my seat. And when we got back to the room, one of the pastors, my good friend, Okuyade by name, asked me, Man, today was different. What happened? I said, Nothing. He said, was it fasting? I said, I didn't fast. You saw me eat in the morning. Hallelujah. What am I trying to make you understand? See, the God that can create, that can deliver, is resident on your inside. It's not your fasting that gives you power. God is already on your inside. The invisible Godhead. The Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost is resident on your inside. The only thing that enables you to release the power is your consciousness. Being aware of who you are, of what you carry. And so Jesus will say, if you don't want to believe me, believe the works that I do. Because not me that is doing the work. It's the Father that is in me that is doing the work. If you want power, believe that you have it. Praise the living God. If you lose your saltiness, to start with, men mess you up. The reason people don't give you any value in life because you've lost your saltiness. What does salt do? Salt season the environment. Anything that is going to corruption. Is sustained when you apply 
salt. I remember in my early times, no deep freezer in the village, no microwave, no whatever. What happens? I remember even the worry here. A mother will get this ice fish, slice it up, add salt, put it in the sun. Have you observed that before? Salt preserves. Hallelujah. God is sustaining this world, preserving this world, and he's saying it's about time you become a preservative to the environment you find yourself. Listen, if people were dying before your family because of you, there will be no more dead. You are to preserve the environment you find yourself. The church was meant to preserve the world. But we've lost that. That's why the church has no value anymore. We can't sustain. Nobody wants to think about the church for anything. Go out there and say you're a pastor. People look down on you. They've lost the value. What Jesus said is exactly what is going on right now. Men are treading the church under feet. You see, a lot of people even said they don't want to go to church anymore. Why? They said the church is a business place. Nothing more. How many of you understand what I'm saying? So the church and the church, what I mean is, corporately is a church, individually is a church. So, while I speak about the corporate church, I'm also talking to you as an individual. That you're supposed to become a preserving agent by reason of his life. In your family, you are supposed to be preserving agents. Hallelujah. Praise the living God. And this is why the church cannot leave the world right now. Because the church is the salt of the earth and the light of the world. Take away the church, darkness comes in. You don't even understand in the midst of all that is going on. That it could be dropped because of the presence of the church in this country. That we are still where we are. You may not even understand it. Praise the Lord. Let me give you some thoughts along this line. One thing is certain. The church ought to be very, very common. But yet of more value. How many of you know that salt is common? Table salt. You know that. Table salt is common, right? Very good. So, you know, sometimes when I look a few days ago, the Lord was speaking to me. He said, you know what? I look at the book of Philippians. A power was saying, some preach Christ out of envy, some out of jealousy. I mean, people have all manner of reason for preaching Christ. But in the midst of that, Christ has been preached. So I don't care anymore. Let there be mushroom churches wherever. It makes no difference. Christ is being preached. I don't know if you're getting that. I had a conversation with somebody from Celestial Church a few days ago. I was saying, would you come to my church to preach? I'll say 100%. He said, well, sir, I know you, but they will not allow you to wear shoes. I said, it makes no difference. I don't know if you're getting that. It makes no difference. Pull shoe, pull cap. You want me to preach? I'm going to come there to preach to you. Praise the living God. Salt 
is readily available. That means the church ought to be readily available anywhere, every hook and cranny of this country, of this world. is the most available thing that you can find. It is common. Hallelujah. Number two fact is this. Anybody can get swords, but not everybody have gold. Did you understand what I said? Everybody can easily get swords. You go to the market, all women, you can buy swords, table swords, everywhere. But not everybody has gold. So the question is, which one is of more value? Gold is scarce. And that adds value to it. But the value of Jesus, which is the church, is much more precious than gold that perishes. First Peter 1 verse number 7. Gold may be scarce, and that is what adds value to it. But the value of the church is when it is common. That's why the kingdom is completely opposite to the natural kingdom. The tribe of your faith bring much more precious than of gold that what perisheth. Though it be tried with fire, might be fine unto praise and honor and glory unto the appearing of Jesus Christ. Your faith, which is Christ, is more precious than gold. Hallelujah. Jesus came for the poor and needy. That is a commonness of the society. It didn't come for the rich. It didn't come for the, the class people. He made himself available to even those that other people rejected. He understood what salt is. He knew what salt was meant to do. He knew where salt was meant to be found. Everywhere. Are you still with me? Praise God somebody. Don't say, say, you can't light a light and put it on your bush. No, 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 no. You light a light and hang it up there. Let everybody see light because you are light in your environment. You cannot do without light, but yet it is common. Am I right? Light is common, except for the Tunda region, by reason of the sun, except times of Eclipse, whatever the case may be. But one thing you are sure of is that the sun will always come up the next day. No matter how cloudy it's going to be, the sun is come up. The church ought to be a common instrument to bring light to creation. Not hidden somewhere, not hung up somewhere, not, you know, Stay in an atmosphere where people can reach out to the church. The source of life is the church. Remember what we are dealing with. We are saved by his life. Guess what? If you want to make farming today work, you have to have the sun to come in there for the plant to produce that chlorophyll. Hallelujah. You need the sun for good farming to take place. You need the sun, I mean, anytime, anywhere. How many of you remember even white people travel to places where there is sun? Go and sunbathe. You go to the beach, pull off clothes. Huh? 
to turn their body. That's how important the sun is. That's how relevant the sun is. So they pay money to travel to where the sun is. Mm. That's why men must look for you. Hallelujah. I said, that's why men must look for you. Because you are becoming a source of light. If you plant your crops and the sun is not there, they are not going to do well. Yeah, the sun is a common thing. Don't be too proud of who you are. In the spirit of this Christ that we're walking in, pride is not accepted. It's not part of it. Be humble. Hallelujah. Light does not proud itself to be because the source of light, therefore it will not shine. No. Salt does not argue with any other thing. It just needs to perform, give taste, oh glory, to the food. Are you following me? Be not only a preserving agent, become a taste agent. Let men taste of you. Let men taste God through you. Hallelujah. Come on, are you following what I'm talking about? Let us fear God through your presence. Let us fear God through your availability. The salt that is have lost its own taste or season is not fit to even be like manure that plants can use. You can read that from Luke chapter 14, verse 34 and 35. Hallelujah. You don't need it. Even plants can make use of you. You know, plants, we need light and manure to do well. So, but the sun, I mean, the soil that losses it is cast away. It can't even be used for manure. I don't even get in that. Some of you lose your real life unknown to you. When you come to a place where men can benefit from your life, you have become a waste. The salt that cannot even be used for manure. You've lost it. No taste. Nothing. But friends, we call to express the life of God upon the face of the earth. Live for just this one thing. That because of you, somebody find life. That because of you, the environment you find yourself changed. That because of you, somebody's happy because of what you've done. That because of your life, somebody feels like living instead of dying. Live for just one thing. Make people's life count. Hallelujah. We are expressing the life of God. We are expressing the invisible life of God. Listen, friends, if men are looking for God, I told you this before, Show them yourself. Somebody said that's a hard thing to do. I'll read that and I'll close for today again. John 12. Uh, yes, I'm glad Lucky is not here. John 12. Let's look at verse 30. Because Lucky will have cut, start catching me up now that I always say this. Oh. Okay, go back. Let's take it from verse um, 27. 27. 27. Oh, see far off. Let's go back to 24. Let me see what happens there. Very, very, I say unto you, except a corn of wheat. Okay. Uh, I think what we're supposed to do is 19. Let's talk about 19. 
19. Go with me to verse 19. The Pharisees therefore said among themselves, Perceive how now you know, they prevail nothing. Behold, the world is gone after him. And then, and there were certain Greeks among them that came up to worship at the feast. This is Jerusalem now. Okay. And then the Bible said, The same came therefore to Philip, which was of Bethsaida of Galilee, and desired him, saying, Sir, we will see Jesus. They want to see Jesus. I want to follow this story. We will see Jesus. These are Greek people. They came and said, We want to see Jesus. So they went to Philip. Philip said, We want to see Jesus. Can you please introduce him to us or introduce us to him? Some people have traveled all the way down. They want to see him. The next thing. Philip comments and tell it Andrew. And again, Andrew and Philip tell Jesus. So two of them went to Jesus. They say, hey, sir, you know what? We got some people by the gates. They are Greeks and uh, they want to see you because they've heard so much about you. Hallelujah. And what's the next thing that happened? Jesus answered them saying, the hour is come that the son of man should be glorified. What's the connection? They want to see you. Okay, yeah. Tell them to wait a few minutes. I don't remember when people come say, that somebody is downstairs, I want to see you. I said, okay, I'm coming. Right? Hallelujah. The most reasonable answer should have been, I'm coming. Tell them to wait for a few minutes. He said, the hour is coming. I mean, it's come for the Son of Man to be what? Glorified. What's the connection? What's the next thing? Verily, very, I say, truly, truly, I say unto you, in other words, no doubt, verily, verily, truly, truly, is an emphasis of saying this thing is going to happen. I say unto you, a corn of wheat, except a corn of wheat fall to the ground and die, it abided alone. But if it die, it bringeth forth what? Much fruit. What is the connection with a corn of wheat? Or people say they want to see you. Are you selling wheat? What are you illustrating? Simple. Jesus is saying, Hey, Philip and Andrew, you know why you've decided to come and see me? Because I'm still alive. But now, I am going to go to the grave. I'm going to die. And when I die, I'm going to come back as the Holy Spirit and I'll be resident in your life. So that anytime somebody say, I want to see Jesus, show him yourself. That is when I can be glorified. Are you getting the picture? So he who was the light is reproducing more light. That's why the church is what? The light of the world. He has multiplied himself into each and every one of us. It's about time we show forth the light that God has made us to become. We are now in the kingdom of light, which is called the kingdom of his dear son. Don't forget where we are coming from. The logos is the motive, is the thought, is the Christ expressing the divine nature of God. Now, Colossians 2 tells you that same Christ, that same God, which is the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, is not taking resident where? In your life. So if it's light, you are the light. If it's the word, you are the word. If it's the salt, you are the salt. Whatever thing he was, he is, that is what you have become right now. 
And finally, I said it before, you can create whatever environment you want for yourself. I place my words in your mouth to create the heavens and to lay the foundation of the earth. And to say to Zion, you are my people. So that men that are living in darkness will be able to come towards the light. They are coming back. You, it's not you now. You have already come to the place of being the light. Men are coming to the light. Now you are becoming a source of life to other people. For though we've been redeemed, we shall live by what? By his life. And the life is where? In you and in me right now. Let's show the world Jesus is alive. Praise the living God, somebody. Let's make things happen. Let's change situation. Let's change circumstances. Let's give light to the environment. That's why what he's saying is important. You want environment to change? Then change your language. Recognize who you are. Have I helped anybody this morning? Stand up, somebody. Let's just talk to God a little bit. I need you to pray this word into your life. I need to pray this word into your life. Knowing exactly who you are. Thank you for listening to Dr. David Ogaga. We know you have been blessed by this station. You can share this message with your friends and loved ones. For more information, inquiries, and free downloads, please visit www.davidogaga.org or you can send us an email admin at gkai.net. God bless you.